lean with it, rock with it, uh, 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 put me on camera, cause my shoulders, I bust them off, put me on the camera, put me on the camera, we hit that mop at the bell, yes yeah. we did, oh, yes we did, okay, here's the bet, people, here is the bet, Benedict Matherin, he was plus 500 to get 20 points. That's amazing, by the way. You that need was, to stop. You're, you're all over it. You're making me laugh. We need to start it all over. And again, start it all restart over. the show. Don't be making <laughs> Hit the music. Bam. Don't ever. We start again. Benedict Matherin. Oh, yeah. They said, Trista, Benedict Matherin's a roller coaster. Oh, no. He was plus 500 just to get 20 points alone. But we had to put some other things in the parlay to make it an SGP, baby. Oh, yeah. Miles Turner, six rebounds. Six rebounds? Oh yeah, yeah, six on the nose, baby. What about that little that little backup point guard, Andrew Nemhard? Oh yeah, he was hard as a rock tonight. <laughs> five. Pause. I need, I need I need five points for Andrew Like during Nemhard. the game. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Andrew Nemhard, he gets his five points. He actually gets ten. Oh yes, sir. We get one, three for Brucey Brown. Brucey B. 10 to 1 comes home. Oh, yeah, baby. It's been a minute, but I'm back. That's I'm a nice back. hit, though. Thank you. That's a great That's a ridiculous hit. A really good hit. 10 like, to 1? I, you should probably book a vacation, just get out of here right now, because um, we're watching Bears-Panthers. Uh, the Bears trail 10 to 6, live line off the board currently. Nope, we're back. Uh, Bears, 3.5 point dogs in this game, now minus 130. Total back down to 37.5. Under seems to be a good play. This is I love football, guys. I know in June, July, we might miss this. Not me. This is one of the worst games I've ever watched. I'm so happy for you. I wish I would have joined you, though. I'm so mad that I didn't know about the Benedict Matherin just to score 20. I don't know that I would have went full parlay and mushed it for you. 22 points you. he finishes but with. Damn right it, that's a good look. That is a good look. I should have Congratulations. And you, know and you know what? One more thing. Yeah. Buddy Healed, you tried to F this thing up yeah. for me. You're what, one for 12, two for 11 from three, you little selfish bitch. You son <laughs> of a bitch. Give the ball to Ben Matherin. <laughs> and shout out to Rick Carlisle for almost busting the parlay because he took Ben Matherin out. And guess what? You're going to. This is Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight. Check out my new show, BetQL Tailgate Kickoff, on the BetQL Network every single Saturday this college football season from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern as we get you set for kickoff each and every Saturday morning to hopefully help you become better prepared for your college football wagering. I will also chat with guests from all across the country, hit on the day's biggest storylines and angles. So join me every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern, for the BetQL Tailgate Kickoff here on the BetQL Network with me, Ryan Horvath. Are you ready, sir? Start your engines. Let's go. Astros money line versus the Marlins. Johnny Cueto, no thank you. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How does this affect me personally? Which is absolutely bonkers to me. If you do the middle school math, is 117 yards. 
per game that you gotta post each and every week. I knew it! I knew it! Who has the upper hand? Do we think it's gonna be the offenses or do we think it's going to be the defenses? How about Saturday's game? Let's just throw a random game out here. Like, I don't want to put faith in NC State. There's a chance we'll, we'll lose outright. Who knows? Jinx is definitely not paying attention right now. He's just vibing to the music. Are you ready for the most interactive sports game? But not necessarily to a Heisman level. The, probably the wild card guy that I would look for there would be Bo Nix from Oregon. So, you know, if he, um, you know, if Oregon were to finish strong, put up numbers, they avenge their loss against Penix in Washington, and Bo has a big game, I think he could make a, a quick close. And while I think J.J.'s a terrific player, I just don't know that he is, if they're built for him to have that Heisman wow moment that I feel like he's going to need. So I don't think it will be because of the sign-stealing scandal that I don't – now, I'm sure individual with as many Heisman voters as there are, and I think I saw an article, you know, an anonymous – anonymous one said he wasn't going to vote for him but that's one out of 900 or whatever it is i don't think there will be enough backlash among voters because of that i think it will be more uh that there are guys who do some flashier things you know or maybe put up bigger passing numbers or whatever it might be that would be the differentiator in terms of the heisman race yeah, really good stuff right there. Again, that's Reese Davis, host of uh, College Game Day on ESPN with You Better You Bet. You can check it out in podcast form. Uh, yeah, J.J. didn't throw a touchdown last week, but the yards were good. He's third right now in QBR. And surprisingly for Michigan, like the ground game hasn't been really good, uh, even with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards is averaging four yards less per carry this year. I know Corum leads the nation in rushing touchdowns, but he hasn't been as 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 explosive and like uh, you look at like the run rate right Michigan wants to run the ball 62% last season 62% this season but the last two weeks they've been throwing the ball a little bit more a 52% pass rate against Michigan State and Purdue uh, they've been struggling to run the ball in those games. So I just feel like, though, man, if J.J. goes out there and he balls out against Penn State and he does the same thing against Ohio State, has 300-yard passing performances, four touchdown games, I think he might end up being your Heisman, right? Yes. I mean, especially because Michigan's offensive line has been a little bit shaky. He might have to make some plays on the run, using his legs a little bit. They've given up eight sacks in their last three games. Now they're going against Penn State who has over 30 sacks this season and might get Chop Robinson back. Mm -hmm. So if he balls out against that defense, I think he becomes your favorite. But I have no issue with Bo Nix winning the Heisman. He's completing over 70% of his passes. That's the best option. Nights here on the BetQL Network. I don't. Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. This is Ryan Horvath from BetMGM Tonight. Check out my new show, BetQL Tailgate Kickoff, on the BetQL Network every single Saturday this college football season from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern as we get you set for kickoff each and every Saturday morning to hopefully help you become better prepared for your college football wagering. I 
That's why that's why JJ McCarthy might be worth a look, and it's a big game. And obviously, you know, you better you bet. Earlier today, had college game days. Reese Davis on. He stopped by. He also talked with the guys about that Michigan Penn State game, and it sounds like he thinks the Wolverines could go into Happy Valley and continue with their mission this season. Yeah. I actually think they can. Um, now, Penn State is really good on defense, and I do expect a you know a relatively low scoring game. Um, so I, I think Penn State will play well defensively, but I just haven't seen enough from them in terms of making explosive plays. And I think that that Michigan's a really hard team to make a living against, just sort of you know methodically moving the ball consistently against, and also with the limited opportunities you might get because they do that very well. So you know, you know, I probably ought not be in the business of giving out picks, but I, I would. You know, I think the number the last time I saw was four and a half. I'd probably lay the four and a half uh, with Michigan on the road because Penn State, while a good team, I'm not sure they're a great team. And I think Michigan potentially is a great team. Yeah, really good stuff right there. Um, I didn't know that Reese Davis just was like, I'm going to make a pick. Yeah. Yeah, he does the picks, actually. Yeah. It's only uh, if Kirk's going to call the game, he doesn't make the picks. But they don't pick against the spread on that show, which drives me nuts. They just pick straight up. It's hilarious. But you know what? I want to play devil's advocate on that really quick because I did bet Penn State in the game. And I'm with them. Like, the offense hasn't been explosive. Drew Aller, not really what he thought, what we thought he was going to be. He's a five-star. He actually was rated ahead of J.J. McCarthy. But um, the home road splits, he's much better at home, which makes sense. He's still a young quarterback. And I know Penn State's run game hasn't taken off, but you know what has? Like, the last couple weeks, Drew Aller's been pushing the ball down the field. I know it was Maryland, but last week, 35% of his passes were 10 yards or more down the field. And you know what helps? Dante Cephas is finally playing. Against Ohio State, he only played 12 snaps. He played 55 snaps against Maryland. He had six catches and two touchdowns. Now they finally have that number two wide receiver next to uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith. And Aller's pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. And I know Michigan's defense is really good. They're giving up five points per game. But, guys, we said this last year against TCU, and TCU went out there and put up points and beat them outright. Remember, like, now everybody loves J.J. McCarthy. Go back and look at Twitter the night of that game against TCU in the college football playoff. There wasn't all that J.J. McCarthy love. So, yeah, Michigan on paper looks great. But this is the first real opponent. What's their best win? Nebraska? Rutgers? Yeah. I know. So... But that's why I like Penn State first half plus three. Because, like you said, this is the first real team that they're playing. We know what a great environment that is in Happy like Valley. Thunder, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. I just like Penn State to keep this game close. I think they Same. get off to a good start. And then I think they're winning late third, even early fourth quarter. I think Michigan breaks a big play on offense. Then I think they get a turnover, and then the wheels kind of fall off. This is one of those games that Penn State will dominate throughout. They'll be winning, and then Michigan makes just a couple plays here and there. They'll end up winning the game by like 10 points. I love that they get a full three for the first half. I do, half. too. I love that plus three first half. Yeah. I, that, to me, that is the play. That might be bo- the best bet on the board. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, I like that. All right, PJ, uh, Trista, tell me which one of these uh, you guys hate, okay? I'll give you all my picks. So I'm with you. I'm on Penn State plus four and a half. Uh, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but I like Virginia Tech to finally get a win over BC. I like Kentucky, Peach, ten and a half against Bama. Like you said, man, that's a sleepy spot. And I like Jaden. I like Milrow a lot, okay? Uh, we talked about his Heisman futures a couple weeks ago. Down to 60 to one now. But I like him. Because he could use his legs, four rushing touchdowns last week, and I like him because he could hit the deep ball. But Kentucky plays zone defense. They have a top-20 pass defense. And 
because they're going to play a bunch of zone. They're actually really good against mobile quarterbacks. They can limit his legs, and they can take away the deep stuff. I worry that he's going to have to make those underneath throws, and he's not the most accurate quarterback. No. I can see this being a backdoor special for Kentucky this week. I think that's a great breakdown of the game. I love the under. It's my one of my favorite plays of the week. I got it 48.5. I still think it's good at 47. The week after LSU for Bama forever used to be Mississippi State. And there was a five-year stretch where Bama would play Miss State and they didn't score a point in the first quarter, right? Just like the ultimate letdown. That's like when your game of the year and then you turn around, you play Mississippi State. This is an 11 a.m. local kick in Lexington on the road. I think Bama's offense struggles early. And then their second-half defense in games this season has been incredible. Their defensive coordinator is Kevin Steele. I call him second-half Steele. Seven points against LSU, zero against Tennessee, three against Ole Miss, and six against A&M. That is what we call adjustments at halftime. So I think Bama's slow start on offense in the first half combined with their defense in the second half, I think this is a slam dunk under. So I'm with you, Ryan. I could see this being like a, you know, 24-17, 24-14 kind of game. Um, I don't want to play the spread, but I do like the under. I like the first half. First half Uh, under? First half Kentucky. Kentucky? Yeah, Alabama, we've seen them yeah. cover these You're big right. numbers, but first half they never do. You're right. So I I probably still like Alabama full game cuz I could see maybe like it being like a 13 point game at the end, but I could see this being like 7-7 seven, seven yeah. in yeah. the first half. It's 6 Kenny. and a half. I'd buy that up to 7. Right. And then I think I think that's a great play. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I think this is a good matchup though for Kentucky. I mean, they're going to lose the game most likely, and I hope so because I did play the Alabama Futures, but if you remove sacks, the mobile quarterbacks they've seen Kentucky's defense 40 rushes for only 186 yards. So if they could limit Milrow, not allow him to go off for four rushing touchdowns and hit those deep throws, I think they could keep this game close or maybe backdoor it. What do you think about Texas Tech? Uh, opened at four. I bet it at four, but I still like it at three and a half against Kansas. Yep. I think this is the ultimate letdown spot for Kansas. Back-to-back wins over ranked teams. They were dogs in both games. Jason Bean's been a solid backup, but they do it with his legs. They like to run the ball, and Texas Tech's run defense has been dominant all season. Top 10 in EPA, and now you're going against that Kansas run game. I think they could win this game outright, so I like Tech. Absolutely love it. I'm right with you. Kansas is 5-0 and straight up, 4-1 and against the spread at home this season. Like you said, two big road wins for them. It's a seven and two team going up against a four and five team, and Kansas is only three and a half point favorites. That would be a market indicator. Bean kid's right back, there. baby. Yes. Bean kid. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. I feel like guys, Ole Miss is going to be the trendy dog this weekend. Love Georgia, yeah. one of my favorite Same here. plays. All right, this yeah. is the kind of game Georgia wins by twenty-eight. I completely They're agree. Gonna like, smack them. Kirby's going to have those guys motivated. They're, they put us number two in the rankings for the second consecutive week. They're calling us chumps. They're going to be ready to go in this game. And, like, what's Ole Miss's best win? You know what I mean? And I just don't trust Lane to beat two guys, Nick Saban and Kirby. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like, when he has to step up in class, I just I don't see and, it happening. At, and at Georgia. Right. Like, if it was maybe at Ole Miss, right. ten and a half, yeah. maybe you want to take Ole Miss. Look, yeah. here, Georgia's really easy to handicap. When people think that they might be on upset alert, like they thought they with roll. Kentucky and Florida, yeah, they, they roll, roll right? Yeah, yeah. And then the games where you think Missouri. they're going to roll, Missouri, Auburn, South Carolina, they struggle. People think that Ole Miss can give them a game. That's how you know Georgia will win by four touchdowns. That's such a great point. Bet of the weekend, Tennessee money line, Missouri playing their fourth ring team in the last five weeks. Tennessee averaging over 230 yards on the ground. They have three really good backs. As long as Joe Milton doesn't turn the ball over a bunch, I think they win this one. Tough spot for Missouri. We'll take a quick break. Coming back with BetMGM tonight. we got Thursday Night Football going down right now.
Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.